Welcome back to Spilling the Tea. Hello. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. And although this will be coming out a few days after St. Patrick's Day, but for us, it is the 17th. It's St. Patrick's Day. And we're Irish. Yes, I'm half Irish. My mother was Irish and you're... Quarter Irish. A quarter Irish. Yeah, right. I'm also Gabriel. Right. <laughs> a quarter Irish. So you're angelic. I, I'm a quarter of your host. You're angelish. Angelish and Irish. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then uh, this is T, a half of your host, <laughs> which makes you the other quarter of your host because you are hosting yourself at this moment right now. Yeah, for a good time. Yeah. <laughs> the the audience is is a huge part of any of any entertainment medium. Yes, otherwise I mean do you hear a tree fall in the forest if no one's there? Once an artist finishes their piece, the meaning of it is up to the subjection of the audience. That's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. Absolutely true. And unless it goes to an audience then it's what kind of what what good is it? What meaning does it have? It's only then for yourself, but then you don't really. Why do you do it? Do you do your art for yourself, too, that you want people to see it or hear it, or not? And one would assume you want to share it. So I guess the lesson of the day is: don't be an Emily Dickinson. Don't Did she keep everything to herself? She was an agoraphobe. She spent her whole life inside, yeah, afraid of the world outside. But her work was published while she was alive. No, I believe most of it, if not all of it, was after was post mortem. Wow, so it's not like the artist or the writers that were discovered after they were dead. No, you know the ones that put their work out there, but they were shunned. Yeah. And then like you know it Picasso. caught on after after the, no not Picasso not he, Picasso no. didn't Van, Van Gogh Van Gogh Van Gogh yes Van Gogh. say it like um, the like the Dutch the same with Surratt Surratt was made fun of with his pointillism with the dots he was made fun of by the arts community community but I don't remember if he became popular before he died or after. Anyway, it yeah. was still to be seen. Those people, even though they were shunned, they still put their work out there. They didn't just keep it to themselves. However, if you're writing and doing art purely for your own enjoyment, then you don't have to yes. put it out there. And so is that what Emily Dickinson was doing? I think it was more the side of um, uh, the, doing the art to fight your own demons. Oh, pouring it in. Okay, which like in, your own therapy. In, in her case, was just the most broken of hearts. I love to look. You know, I really don't know much about her. I really I, don't. I, in school, always found both her story and her poems to be saccharine and um, just just childish of like oh my heart's broken i'm going to be afraid of going outside the rest of my life and mm. cast everything into poems yeah uh i have to look up look it up but, i'll use the internet uh, but but <laughs> she's the creator of the slant rhyme so you see don't don't talk uh, you know me poetry i am not i'm not good with poetry I'm, I'm not. Slant rhyme is like a near rhyme. Like, it, it doesn't quite... Oh. But it, it's close enough that it's okay. Instead it's like blight sight, which is direct. Yeah. I'm not gonna... <laughs> uh, uh... Make, make... Do you use the vowel sound? Like... It could be like freight... If if it's flight upon a freight, I see. I that see. that I think counts. Don't quote me on that one, but okay, I yeah. know that it's it, it's more like the ending of words, like um, uh, uh, uh. I keep thinking of of direct rhymes. But is it okay? But is it? We don't. We're not going to talk poetry. But <laughs> is it how certain words are pronounced? 
with different accents, though. No, no. This is where she's she's credited with the the. She is okay. Yeah. All right. Well, today we're having. I know we've had Irish tea before. Okay, like like Eminem. Eminem. Okay. Uh, uh, came up with a rhyme for orange, and it's oh. door hinge. Oh, okay. So it's so it's it's very close. It's close enough that it counts. But it doesn't. But it really, there is no rhyme yeah. for orange. Not technically. Not technically, yeah. But yeah. orange, door hinge, uh, or purple, whirlpool. Right. <laughs> they're, they're not okay. technically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a sound, a sound within that rings similar. Okay, so I, I don't know. Anyway, it's, in it's some, St. Patrick's Day. In some other episode, we did have Irish breakfast tea, <laughs> but I thought since it's St. Patrick's Day, we'd have Irish breakfast tea again, but from a different um, company. This is your basic Twinings English breakfast. Um, and the other one we had was not Harrogate, like I thought. It's it's I've forgotten the name of it. It is an Irish-made Irish breakfast tea. Okay. Um, and berries or something like that. That it, was really good. You'll it have was to really good. please find the name so I can add it to the title of the other episode. Yeah. Okay. I will. Since I, it's, I, all it's... I have to do is look up my orders and it will be on there. Because that was my favorite of all the kinds of all the kinds of Irish breakfasts that I've tried. That actually was my favorite. It was very good and robust, that last one. This is nice. I have yet it's to a sip good, it. Um, take a sip. It's just kind of bland. I mean, I mean, I don't find anything... I'll be honest, the, the taste of the honey comes through more than the... That's what I'm finding with mine, is that so... After after all of these very delightful teas, or even having the the, the celestial seasonings herbal ones that were, I very... make them all the time now. I, just, <laughs> I, I do. I keep a quart in the refrigerator Ooh. because there's it's so delightful, so delightful to have, you know, like in the afternoon I'm thirsty, you know, or in the evening when I'm thirsty I have a glass. It's like Kool Aid or Xarax. Actually, I might think about those for my kombucha because you you end up flavoring kombucha with with and there is sweetness in the kombucha. Com- yes, uh, there's already kombucha. a lot of sweetness in the kombucha. Oh, so maybe so maybe yes, one of those so, teas. Yeah, would work. Adding some of that. The black cherry is my favorite. <laughs> um, all right, so so yeah, this is a. a it's it's a it's it's wet. It's good. It's mild. It's um it's a crowd pleaser. Yeah, it's it's a very it seems like a very safe version. There's no you know? complexity to it whatsoever. Yeah. It's, so Twinings Twinings I think is overrated. Maybe I'm wrong. I I, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I, we'll have to try Lipton's one day and and really like go from your most basic. I did. It's very acidic. It's very acidic. No, Tetley. I tried Tetley Irish and I didn't like it. It it, it wasn't... It. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't buy it again. I went, yeah, okay. I, Tetley, if I'm going... If I'm going like grocery store normal, I do Tetley British Blend. And that's just a flavorful black tea. You know, if I'm not going fancy... We'll get on to talk to you uh, about you in two seconds. I, I'm just talking about tea. Uh, do you know the difference between an Irish tea and an English tea? Like what the actual... Their political view. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> one one falls under the control of the queen. <laughs> maybe the Irish... Maybe the Irish got the throwaway, you know, the grade C tea leaves from England... Who knows? I don't know. I don't know that. And I'm no offense to anybody. No offense to the British. No offense to the Irish. Um, Much offense to the Irish and English from my side. Throw them in the paddy wagons. <laughs> um, I, I just looked it up. 
Irish breakfast tea emphasizes the use of Assam and has a more robust and intense... Assam, P-S-A-L-M? What? No. Assam? No, no, like uh, you, uh, A-S-S-A-M. Oh, Assam. No, <laughs> I not, thought it was like just the Irish, those Irish Catholics, they, they're always saying a prayer. If you say a prayer over the, you know, like the Psalms, the, I should walk through the, you know, through the valley of the shadow of death. <laughs> they brew it with holy water. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it's Assam. Assam. Tea. And has a more robust and intense flavor than English breakfast. Ah. Okay, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, so anyway, anyway, because it's St. Patrick's Day, I was trying to think of growing up, if we did with my mother being Irish and with all the Irish relatives in North Brookfield, if we ever did anything special for St. Patrick's Day, and I honestly don't recall. No big eating or... I, well, we, we probably, I think we had corned beef and cabbage because my father loved, he loved corned beef. Um, but I wasn't a fan of carrots and cabbage and boiled potatoes and stuff. So I never, I didn't like vegetables so that I didn't, I didn't like relish. Oh boy, we get the, I, I, now that I'm older, I do. But um, the only thing, the only memory I have of, there were probably parades but I don't, but I don't remember like special, you know, dancing around the living room or anything. Um, no, the only thing I could remember is when I was young. This has to be we were still living in Worcester, so it had to be um, younger than twelve. I'm thinking more like eight, nine, ten years old. We had, there were ballroom classes that were given, um, that both little boys and little girls took. And then we took the lessons separately, as I recall. And then on special occasions, there would be the get-together ballroom thing. And I remember having a white chiffony dress with green little flowers oh. on it i remember green and white cupcakes so i it think this be. i think this was now these ballroom things we wore the little white gloves <laughs> the the boys wore little suits Bow ties or, or, or regular ties? I I remember like little bow ties. Little bow ties. You know? um, and I remember it, like it it was where the girls sat in chairs along one side of the room. The boys sat in chairs along the other. And they would have to come up and like do the little bow and ask you to dance. It wasn't like a cotillion where you had a dance card. Sure. Um but you did. You were supposed to dance with different little boys during the night, and I mean, it was thinking back. I think it was kind of adorable because we would do like fox trot, you know, box <laughs> steps, truck fox trots, and um, uh, the waltzes. And I, I look and I go. I mean, we were all shy as anything, too, sure. and giggly. And of course, there was always. Like the one you had a crush on, it's like oh, I can only get to dance with him once, you know. <laughs> um, but I remember there was one kind of chubby boy with freckles, um, and he was fun to dance with. <laughs> you know, there were ones that would talk and others that wouldn't. But it had to be like straight arm. You didn't get right, close. No. But we're nine, eight, nine yeah. years old. Um, it was. You know, because this was the 1950s, it made me then go, right, when it really was when you're supposed to, when it's a formal event, a, not formal like black tie, when it's, um, you would dress for the occasion. And it is true, if you were taking um, 
an airplane someplace, you dressed with the gloves and the hats and everything Ooh. else. You, it, that formality or honoring, uh, you weren't supposed to be slappy. Right. But what, now, what happened growing up? I mean, so I remember those little white gloves, wearing those all the time, <laughs> you know, and, and the dresses and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, we were supposed to be, my parents got very upset with me because, because I didn't stand up straight, I guess. How dare you? I, 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 they'd always say, you're slouching. I bit my fingernails down to the core. Ooh. Um, bit my lips till they bled. Which, you know, now I say, okay, when you have a little girl who is slumped over, afraid to talk, bites the shit out of her fingernails and her lips, there's something... Those are some signs. There is some, there is some therapy that it's too bad didn't happen. Um, but, you know, so I would get yelled at all the time, and they'd put, like, pepper on my fingers and stuff. And they made me, it made me remember... That uh, there was a period of time I had to balance a book on my head all the time. Really? All the time. Uh, Walking through the house, um, anything. And the most, it was, I would get yelled at if the book fell off because that was supposed to improve my posture you know, with this with this book on my head. Uh, the the one time I remember being so humiliated, and Maureen would laugh at me. You mm. know, um, I I was I, I was ridiculed. You know, well, if you didn't slouch, you wouldn't have to wear the book. You know that wow. you know, taunting. Yeah. I'll never forget. We um, we did when when. I was younger. We spent summers in Wells, Maine, and I'll get to that. Fabulous. I'll get to that. But after my brothers left, um, that were either, you know, in high school, they would get jobs down the Cape, you know, for the summer. Or, you know, they weren't available. As my brothers got high school and college, we no longer rented this great house that we used to have. So, but we would still go up for like a week or two at a time to Wells. Um, many times it was just my mother, my sister, and I, and we'd stay in a motel or rent a little cottage, something like that. But I remember vividly this one time my father was with us, and we were. Was, I even remember the location on Atlantic Ave, the other side of of. Um, in Wells to the left-hand side. And there was a restaurant across the street that I loved their spaghetti and meatballs, which, of <laughs> course, we didn't have at home because my father wouldn't eat pasta. Oh. So going out to eat... Did I know that, that he wouldn't eat pasta? I did say it in another... In another um, God, in one of the first episodes, because he had... They had survived off of pasta oh, and rice okay. during the yeah. depression he didn't want to see that was poor people's food to him sure. and he and you know od'd on it you know and didn't no potatoes fine you know but pasta no um which he did eat later on when he was old but um anyway so okay we're going i had to wear this fucking book on my head even at the <laughs> beach at the beach? You can't. How do you have fun? How do you have fun? You, you do know. anything. I didn't have to wear it in the water, but sitting, reading on the beach with, you know, with the book on my head. Well, it helps with sunscreen. It That's true. My nose didn't get. I a nice I put a shade. I put a, a tome on. You know, I I got with the biggest <laughs> book I could, like an atlas. The Gutenberg Bible. That way, I didn't or... have to wear a sun hat. You know. No. So we go across the street. I'm looking forward to this spaghetti and meatballs. And in the booth, I have to wear the book. Now, 
Even now, pretend eating, trying <laughs> to eat spaghetti and meatballs with a book balanced on your head and straight spine. It wasn't like you could bend. You had to keep... Now, but it drips. It you drips can't so pick you up can't... the bowl because picking up the bowl is impolite. You can't pick up the bowl either. So you're, you're supposed to wrap the spaghetti around and bring it up to your mouth without bending at all. And, of course, it dribbled. All of the sauce dribbled all over me. Or the spaghetti, how do you, how, you know, if there's a little bit left, I know you're not supposed to slurp spaghetti, but, you know, do well, that. He, he has to slurp a little bit. Well, the Italians say, no, it's all in how, the real Italians say, you don't use a spoon either. You use the side of the bowl and put on only enough strands that you wrap it around the fork to eat. You're not supposed to, <coughs> I just <laughs> choked on it. Sometimes, I just sometimes the okay. strands stick together, and you you can get you get a big clump that's bigger than. You what... use your knife and your fork ahead of time to separate. That's the that is. I just read about it. It used to be okay in Italy to use the spoon, but no more. You know to to no use more. It. They no can, more. they canceled the spoon. Is, they canceled the spoon. It's only against the... That's why the bowl... It's served in bowls with the rim that goes up. That's to use... To push the spaghetti. Anyway, I'm, I'm so... i the tramping it for So life. I was humili- humiliated. And they were laughing at me. And I got spaghetti all over my... Spaghetti <laughs> sauce all over. That's no, not a t- way. No. That's not... That's not a way to teach kids posture or whatever else and it wasn't like pasta chair pasta chair sorry i'm I'm, i got like two hours of sleep so i'm silly that's actually very clever that's no and i took i was in dance classes and stuff you know so it wasn't and i was an athlete um so it wasn't like i never stood up straight i just what i also used to pretend that i was deaf (coughs) what (laughs) i i would i i was I was so sick of being yelled at or berated, I pretended I was deaf and couldn't hear anything. So they brought, of course, I mean, I was made fun of by my, some of my siblings. Uh, for how long did you pretend to be deaf? I, I did it for a while, enough that they, they, they didn't pick up my selective deafness you know that when i was when i'm out with my friends i'm feeling you know i could hear you know perfectly a, the, fine. A pin drop but and in school i could hear although what i did do in school i'll never forget this i used to this is in grammar school i used to hum a lot i'd get carried <laughs> away with in my head because I'd, I'd be bored and so I would. I remember one time I was humming in second grade. I was humming the Ave Maria, <laughs> <laughs> I got so into. I shut my eyes. I got so into, into. I blocked out all noise. I got so into humming the Ave Maria that the teacher was saying, "Tina, stop it! Tina, stop it!" I didn't hear. Her. I was just humming away, <laughs> and that you know she came over and like had to bang, 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 bang on my desk in oh front of me. God. Then she goes, "Stop humming!" And you know I came like it was like being in a trance, and Jeez. I came out of it. Everybody laughing, of course. But that one is funny though. That one, that one is worth laughing at. A little it bit. was I'm sorry. It, well, it, it was delightful. <laughs> my humming trances. La la la. No, la, so la, they. La. I would pretend I was deaf enough that they they took me to a doctor for hearing tests. Oh my god! And that was tough because I was like, oh crud! I'm a little girl. Right. Am I supposed to like? pretend I don't hear certain sounds, you know, but which one, you know, yeah. to you know, so. And, and at that point, you're starting to get into, like, it could have medical repercussions. Yeah, and, yes, I mean, it's, I mean, that is true. It's like, oh, what if I have to wear hearing aids, you know, or, <laughs> and back then, hearing aids were, like, two boxes, mm. you know, I mean, it was like Mickey Mouse, <laughs> um, and and the doctor, I think he 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 figured it out. Um, her hearing is fine. So then, 
I kind of got in trouble because I couldn't do the selective hearing. I had to hear while they're yelling at me oh. and stuff. But anyway, okay, so Wells Beach. <laughs> um, okay, we would, every summer, this is summer, this is when, from the time I can remember, you know, tiny to, I'd say, probably... Well, it was the end of Worcester. The most I say I'd say was around ten, nine or ten. I don't even think that long because I think once my brother Bobby went to college, who's exactly ten years older than me, so maybe zero to eight years old yeah. or something. We would rent a house right along the beach with the big wall in front. If you recall Wells Beach. Because of the surf that comes in, a lot of the homes, there's a big retaining wall. Okay. The, the house or cottage would be on top, and they, and you would have your own stairway to go down to the beach. That's Anyone who nice. goes to Wells would know exactly what I'm talking about, this yeah. big cement retaining wall. And we, it was it was right on the that main roadish thing, and it was called Brigadoon. Which isn't Irish, that's that's Scottish, oh. I think. But it was probably a three-bedroom house. And we would pack up everything, sheets, towels. Um, we would pack up our household, close the house down in Worcester, and we would go up. School always finished like around September 20th, give or take. We would go up right after school finished, in in Massachusetts, schools go until like second, third week of September. And then you don't go back to school. You're looking at me puzzled. Yeah. You don't go back to school until after Labor Day. In Chicago, they start school in August yeah. and you finish in May. Right. Um, in New Virginia. York, I can't remember. Same kind of thing. Uh, everywhere, summer vacation. Yes, but... But we would go to school, and they still do, until June 19th, June 20th, 21st. You said September. No. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, that, that's why no, I no, was no, confused. No, 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 no. You, you, the vacation went from like 20th of June until right after Labor Day. Okay. Day after Labor Day, you'd be back in school. Okay, so, yes. So whenever Labor Day landed in September of course we don't we're always looking you know hoping it's that like was the end. oh the seventh I'm hoping it's like the the furthest <laughs> but that was cut off. Yeah. And it was the day after Labor Day. You're back at eight o'clock in the morning, whatever, back in school. So it was it was um July four weeks, August four weeks, at about ten weeks living in this house, which was fabulous. That's really cool. Um and my father would only come up on weekends because he was working, which I think pleased my mother <laughs> very much. Um, or he would take like a week's vacation or something like that too, yeah. you know. And we would, you're at the beach, um, swimming every day, you know, in the freezing water. You, you'd stay in the water until literally shaking like a skeleton, <laughs> lips blue, and you still stayed in the water. Yeah. But it's where, you know, you learn to body surf, you know, there's the fishing. And we were about a five, ten-minute walk from their little center. Not to say, not Wells Center like the post office is, but, um, again, Wells Beach Center. Um, if, if people would know. At that time, there was... Um, a rest, a little a restaurant, like fast foodie, or you could um, eat in. There was a a candy store type thing run by Madam, Madam, and he, it was called. And her husband's name I've forgotten, but it Madam, with the black dress and the pulled back bun, gray hair and pulled back bun, huh. you know, and very stern. And there was a bowling alley within that building with um, the old-fashioned, the bowling balls that look like cannonballs. The the uh, candle pin bowling. Yeah. 
and um, you know, reset by hand by huh. you know people working there and stuff. There was nothing, and they had um, with the bowling alley. They had also a wrestling and boxing mat uh, ring. Oh wow! I remember going cool. there and seeing. Haystack Calhoun. <laughs> I mean, it was a wrestler. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. they at that time had some names. My father would bring me. I remember that I didn't like it that much. So the, seeing the boxing, I, I I didn't like seeing pe- people hit each other. Sure. Um, and I didn't like that, like the slap of sweaty body. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, I, I I wasn't into that. <laughs> My father loved it. And then they had an arcade. With all the pinball machines and everything. this is all within like one block, um, so we would in the arcade, of course, throughout the summer you would save up all of your coupons, you know, that you won from right. from the different arcade games. Um, so at the end of the summer, it was like, oh, you know, you got the big things. It wasn't like a pencil, you no, know, yeah. and. Um, you got to be there all summer long. But my, all right, so this is when the five of us were there. I'd say Bobby, me five years old, uh, up to Bobby 15. That's kind of the period that I remember the most. Oh, and there was a movie theater up in this little center, too. Um, so we were kind of hellions. <laughs> and they would, because I was the littlest. Yeah. I was minuscule. <laughs> They, my, my brothers were hellions. I mean, they would do things like the, at night they'd put cherry bombs in people's mailboxes, oh, you know, and stuff like that. You know, they, they weren't angels by <laughs> any, by any stretch of the imagination, but it was kind of like the fifties. What, we what weren't, was there to do? We weren't juvenile delinquents, but we, we were, but it was, so uh, this one I remember Madam, because I was so tiny and little, she she really was. She, I don't think I ever saw her smile as long as I, uh, she was she was rough. She would yell at us, you know. And <laughs> but she, because I was so tiny, she uh, tolerated me, or she kind of liked me. So they would send my brothers and sisters would send me in. To buy the Charleston Chew with a you know fireball or you know whatever candy. Yeah. But then they got the bright idea, because Madam was so mean. Because she was so mean. That they were going to give her hot nickels. What? <laughs> what is that? What is? Okay, hot nickel. This is what it is. You take a match or a lighter, you heat the nickel to, to like. Not melting, but you heat up to burning. Yeah. Then they would give it to me like in a in a in a, like a little tissue, so I wouldn't get burned. I'd scurry in, do the piece of candy real fast, and when she held out her hand, I'd drop that hot nickel into it to burn her hand. Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's a, I'm ashamed. Okay, I've I've heard this before around a dinner table. And I've heard of it as raspberry nickels. No, 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 no. The raspberry nickels. That's... Okay, that is... That's not this. No, no. These were hot nickels. Those are hot nickels. They would, they would laugh from outside. I only did it like two or three times because, of course, she, then she well, hated me. Yeah, she caught I mean, on. Oh, I mean, I'm ashamed. Did it like bur- I, burn a... I was ashamed at the time, even, but it was peer pressure, sibling pressure. Well, and you're very young. That's well, I was five years old. I was before the age of reason. There we go. I gotta go. (laughs) I'm innocent until I'm seven. No, but I, I didn't feel good doing. I didn't find it hilarious to you know to burn an old lady's hand. That you know. Um, just because she's strict and deals with a lot of children. And she wasn't that bad with me. Yeah. You know, and of course kids would go in and try to steal candy. Yeah. You know, and stuff. She had to put up with all of these summertime kids. Right. You know, without, and of course we never, our parents never went. We would 
go to the arcade at night, you know, and um, I, I didn't go alone at five, but there was always, as long as one of my brothers was there, sure, you know, that was, that was fine. Um, but like the movie theater, I remember the first place I saw Gone with the Wind, what? my mother and sister and I would walk on the beach up to the movie theater at night, and there was one time when Psycho came out. Oh. The most terrifying beach walk I have taken <clears throat> in forever. The walk there, great. But walking back, it's dark out. The shadows from the houses. How old were you when you saw Psycho? When it first came out. So... <laughs> if eight was the oldest that you've been to... <laughs> yes, I... <laughs> I know. I li- listen. There, there was that movie shows the bathroom. <laughs> I know, I know, but I don't think my mother didn't know. She just knew it was, and she really wanted to see it. <laughs> but I remember the walk back, this five ten minute walk back along the beach with all the shadows, right after seeing Psycho, yeah. which was at As the a- time. Terrifying. It's still terrifying, and as a little child, I, I, it was. You know, when you start walking and you imagine every shadow, it's like <laughs> the knife. You know, yeah. you picture the knife, the, him, him dressed up as the old mother, <laughs> stabbing, terrifying. <laughs> um, no, there was no limit on what I could see, horror film wise. Okay. <laughs> no age limit, because I told you it was like Fall of the House of Usher, I think, was the, was the first one that I... So it is, because I remember the old... Uh, Pit and <laughs> Pendulum came later. It was Fall of the House of Usher. When I was really like five, six... Five, I mean, I was little. Yeah. No limit on horror, but if something was sex if it was advertised as sexy then i couldn't see that but my parents never looked at the gratuitous sexiness in horror films where like the, where the they... ladies costumes would be very revealing and yeah, stuff I mean, like that's... that <laughs> yeah, they got away with all anyway well no but it wasn't like at that time it wasn't you like you were going to the it wasn't like films, naked naked girls. You know, I mean, the teenage, yeah. you know, like Friday the 13th. There wasn't that. But the ladies always had, you know, very revealing costumes. <laughs> you know, and I mean, these dresses and stuff. Anyway, um, what was great about Wells, too, is on, uh, like, 4th of July, on the beach, there would be races uh, foot races for all ages oh, of kids. Cool. Um, and you'd be put, you know, you'd be in your age group. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it was relay races and, and you know, the, the whatever, you, however many meters or yards, um, if speed races. Sure. And you would get, like, pinwheels for a prize. Oh, and, and And, you know, I have to say... It wasn't the age where everybody gets a prize just for participating. Yeah. It was first, second, and third. So if you were walking around with one of these pinwheels... Then you were a winner. You were a winner. Which, you know... And That's kind of made cool. Yes. Yeah. It made you... I remember, you know, the practice to run really fast, or the maneuvering, how to do the relays and stuff. It, it was a... Those were sports. It wasn't, oh, you know. Right, right. It everybody's in it. No, it was. Fun at the beach so then, was. walking around the little town thing, <laughs> you know, if you had your your pinwheel, pinwheel. Um, people would be like, "Congratulations!" You know? Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, because very family, and uh, no, it was it was great. And you, when I, I. We won a lot <laughs> because we were very athletic. I was fast. She was fast. Um, but when I lost, it was like it it hurt. Yeah. But that's where you learn 
then it makes you like next time I'm going to run faster or, you know, it, it makes it goads you on instead of, oh, isn't that wonderful? Right, How much fun? Everyone Everybody fun. gets, yeah. you know, but we all did have fun. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't take away. You know, and the other thing too, I mean, you here are all these kids from all different states, you know, I mean, the families come, so you're from, you're from Maine, you're from Massachusetts, you're from Rhode Island, you're from New York, you're from... Vermont from New Hampshire and we would we had our summer friends because sure. the, the families would come back every year and so it was like it was fabulous it was fabulous and of course there's like the nighttime sit around a campfire ghost stories Ooh. and stuff like that you know with the, the I mean the 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 classic ghost stories, like with the nurses rooming together and reach up and it's actually a gangrene hand. You know, you reach up to turn on a light and it, there's... The, the nurse one, I don't remember. I know the hook hand. I know... On the on the car door? Yeah. Yeah. No, this was... This was um, I'll have to remember. I, if I, I want to remember it right, but it was about this chopped off... You know when you would... You know, like a, a light above that has a string on it that you pull yes. to, to turn it on. I, I, I have to remember the whole story, but it was that. <laughs> it's, an, it's usually a bunch of nurses, you know, that are living together. But it, it was... Oh, okay. It was something like... I can't remember exactly. I, I, but it was something like... Nurse comes home, the apartment's dark, she, uh, but she, like, sees, sees somehow that her, her roommates are, like, lying on the floor, and she goes, she goes to turn on the light. Don't say it, I'm scared. And she reaches up and, and pulls, and it's a, a chopped off arm that's (gasps) gangrene, and she... It, she went mentally insane right that oh, How could right, you not? Right that second, her her mind snapped. And she she yanked the arm down ah. and she was found eating it. She was eating it. <laughs> oh, ew. ew. And, the, and with the light on, the, the somebody had murdered the, the I don't know, murdered the nurses. Murdered all the nurses and left a gangrene <laughs> arm knowing it yes. would make her go it, crazy. It makes no sense. Her mind snapped. (laughs) And she couldn't take it anymore. You're sitting on the beach campfire, only kids, no adults, telling Mm. these stories. Again, terrifying. Um, But so much fun. Um, It was great. And then then, uh, we would... um, at the end of the season, my mother would, it took her like, I don't know, like an entire week. She would, you'd, you never had, you never like left money to have some company come in and clean. You cleaned the house. Yeah. So that it was packing up everything, all the dishes, all the, all everything, um, the bedding, Washing everything, mopping all the floors, the windows, really, you know. You treated it as if it was your own. Yeah. There was never a thing of, oh, we're renting it, so therefore, you know, we can do whatever the hell we want. It was really uh, very respectful. And then the other wonderful thing is little kids, when you're away from your home, to another home for uh, for for all summer. Yeah, we would get home and have forgotten our Worcester home, so it was rediscovering. Oh, and it's like, oh, I remember that tree. Or it was you'd race through the house, rediscovering every room. Oh. Wow, this is where we sleep. Oh my, <laughs> you you know it was. That was as thrilling as anything. You know, and then the next day, we'd come back like a day before Labor Day. You'd have Labor Day, and then you're you're going to school, (laughs) you know. So 
it was a great, uh, it was a great, the, the rediscovery of your home, of your real home, kind of offset the sadness from leaving your wells. Yeah. And I know this sounds, I know it sounds very privileged in a way, but back in the 50s as a middle-income family, it was affordable. Yeah, I mean. You know, it, we weren't rich in any way, but we weren't hurting, yeah. you know, and uh, yeah, it was great. How much time do we have left? 15 minutes. So, and back in Grecian times, you didn't have to have a job. All you had to do was uh, pick pick the fruits off the trees and and bathe in olive oil. Well, what I, what? But you know what's another thing is that <laughs> what? <laughs> back in how old do you think I am? Ancient Grecian times. I'm not saying you. I'm just oh man. You know what's one thing I? You know what's <laughs> growing up? I remember seeing. The film Hercules, and the I mean this again is where I go. Those those actresses wore like skimpy clothes, you know. I mean, but we never that was okay. I remember <laughs> this is so stupid, but it's where a kid's mind goes. <laughs> the most amazing scene I had, most most amazing thing that I had ever seen. In a movie, forget about how his hair gets cut off and all the you know the pillars they come a tumbling down. Hercules is the one that that's Samson. Sa- no, Hercules. Oh no 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 Samson. Yeah, Samson that's... and Delilah. Yeah, Sam. You're right. You're totally right. Samson with the hair. As long as his hair was long, he was strong. Right. And Delilah. And then Delilah no. sneaks in. But and the first in. time that Delilah was going to meet Samson. feminine wiles. Well, what she did, and I tried this, so I tried it for years. She took a Bing cherry and cut it open, cut it in half, took the pit out, and the... She rubbed the Bing cherry over her lips that dyed her lips the most beautiful red... (sighs) color i believed that this would work and it was like it's not stained it's not, or it like run and drip you know, dribble <laughs> yeah, and just, you get stains i love you i always i i was like this never worked but i fervently believed that if i ever found the right cherry the right that cherry. i too could have lips like lila <laughs> you know you know, okay, I'm thinking of something now. By talking about being a little kid and the home that you live in for a while becomes home enough that you forget your other home. Yeah. I'm now thinking about the trauma that foster kids must go to. Mm. Because kids are so resilient... Do they, let's say they're in a foster home for three months. Does that really in their mind become their home? And then no matter how good or bad it is, if they're moved to another foster home or back into a a children's orphanage type home, does it freak them out that there's not a familiarity to go back to? I, I suppose. I mean, a, a, everything to a kid must feel like forever. Every day must feel like. It is long. Yeah. It's full. Because time is all subjective. Yeah. No, it is true. Th- those summers felt like oh, wonderful. You know, as adults, when we say, oh, it felt like a year. Right. That makes it like time drag. Ten time weeks feels like ten weeks flew, to an but adult. It, as, yeah. As a child, it's. A world yeah. of wonder for 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 that a, a amount of time. A full season is a very long time. Yeah, to a kid. yeah. So so for for three months here, three months there for a foster kid. Yes, it must be terrible. But I I think in the moment they're probably not concentrating on that aspect of it of the home feeling I mean it it's, must be a big part but I've heard other stories of like th- that there's bullying within the the 
foster houses. Right. So it's like, okay, get through this one. Or, or I don't know. it's so sad. It's so sad. It's so sad. Anyway, so. So, uh, talk, talk, what are the raspberry nickels then? Okay, the raspberry. Yeah. It. Because <laughs> I remember so something about this. Okay, but. what it is, is that we used to always. Uh, this is on, in our Western childhood growing up. Any my I I've mentioned before that my mother had, we were the family gathering place for big dinners, you know, Christmas and this and that, um, and after or or like my grandparents' fiftieth wedding anniversary, you know, that's at our house, and everybody would be around the dining room table after dinner after dessert, always a poker game. It's either a poker game um, around the table. And or craps in you know on the on in the rolling bones in the driveway. No, no, no. In the playroom, we had the standard pool table, <laughs> official with the okay. belt and the big that fat you could, legs like, flip and, over and and we had a, a we we would put a thing down and that it became a you could shoot craps. Yeah. Um, because of the lip of the table okay. too. It was a different type of felt that went on. I don't know. I can't remember. No, you'd put the top. I don't know. It transformed into a craps table. Yeah. But so the raspberry nickel was we would play nickel dime quarter. And back then, that's, you know, the quarter. Mm. Well, um, and going around the table, somebody had. This is so stupid. Somebody had brought a nickel to the table that had they had been eating t- toast or something with raspberry jam so there was some raspberry jam on the nickel that was making the others stick together and so as this is really as, grossing me out as everyone I mean it was dry it was dried raspberry jam <laughs> but it was on a nickel and so it became a thing that as it was a play on the words instead of raspberry, last very nickel. What? <laughs> because nobody wanted to pick up the nickel, even if they won. So that was the last very nickel you would ever want. But as it got picked up by different people, they'd say, it's the raspberry nickel. So that's what that was. And for some reason, it's one of those stupid things that got funnier and funnier as the game went uh, of on. Of course. This friggin' nickel that nobody wanted. The raspberry nickel. So anytime we played poker after then, it became a thing of saying... So that's that's probably where you heard it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I believe when I heard it, I also heard it with um, the confusion of between the raspberry nickel and the hot nickel. Okay, yes, because, I mean, I'm sure, by the time... They're related stories. With your age, and the age of all of us, that was where playing poker when growing up for us was fun. We weren't allowed to play. You had to be... uh, Gee, I don't think I got to sit down and play until I was... In my teens, mm. it, it you know it was it was gambling. Yeah, it was gambling. It was raucous and fun, but by the time you came along, hey. um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that was that in and our playing poker, you know, with yeah. brothers and sisters and John Kennedy and stuff. Um, that was a time to tell stories from yeah. the past too. Yeah. So. You probably have heard more stories than um, I ever... Well, I didn't hear many stories at all about my aunts and uncles growing up. I they have some, but not much. Not, not much. Well, probably the same stories over and over, you know. Yeah. Over and over again. Here's but. the last thing that I wanted to ask before we head on out. Right. Uh, did... 
Did we ever go see the, the river change colors in Chicago for St. Patrick's Day? Yes. Did we do that one year? Yes. I know, I, I, I distinctly remember it was, now I think you were with. I went a few years. I went only one year. It was a, it was a very raw, cold day. It almost always is. It's, it's... I remember seeing the, walking down, you know, walking up. Whatever, whatever you want to say, uh, seeing the river, and then there was all the um, stuff happening in Grant Park. I remember seeing people pu- puking all over the place and everything in the yeah. green beer. Oh no! Yeah, you uh, But done by um, that was more for me. That was more to witness it than to partake. I think you being in college, late high school and college, you probably have more memories of... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have memories of not memories of that. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I just, I, I thought I remembered us going once. Yes, I definitely, I, I can see it like s- this. As clear as, as clear as, as clear as an emerald. As an emerald on the... The green, the, the green, I, turning the river green, seeing the green floating. Which always, you know, I think it's, I think it's a, such a fun idea, but you kind of go, those rivers that are around the city of Chicago were so polluted. Yeah. You know, that seeing the green, um, <laughs> It was kind of like, whoa, what's growing there now? You know, <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah, but all right, so that's kind of yeah. St. Patrick's Day. Are we done? We're basically done. Uh, we um, went to Ireland once. Yes, you and I went to Ireland. You, you were there twice. I was there twice. I was there for a month once and then like a week the second time. And you saw so much more. You did... You did did, Low to high. I did a full loop of the place, basically. I, I, I wish I'd seen Belfast and stuff. I never kissed the Blarney Stone. No, oh, no. I. That not. was, but that was a fun. Do you know, actually, you know, with it, with, um, St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day coming and all of that, all things Irish, um, there's I I watched a thing, what not to do in Ireland. And um, ten things not to do in Ireland. No, it isn't like tourists not to see, but sure. As and yeah, one thing yeah. is, when you enter a place or go out, you always hold the door for the next person. Even if another person is behind you or coming, you always hold the door for the person behind you. If you don't, it's like, well, how rude is that? Huh. You know? Well, isn't that nice? I mean, I tend to do that, so I was going through the list going, did, they're very, they're very polite people. And also, oh, here's another one. Are we done? Almost done? We, can, we got okay. time for one more. In case, oh no, it'll be too late. But here's... In case you went to Ireland over no, the or last in week case you're with and some made Irish, some faux pas, Irish people. here's what they are. Here's the thing. Let's say uh, you, you drop by. Or you, you, let's say you drop by my house. Okay. Um, and I say, would you like some tea? You always refuse for us. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, there, no, no. There would be too much trouble. Oh, please, take some tea. Oh, no, no, no. no, no. I bought this tea. It, it, I have it. It's already boiling. It would be a fa- it would It would please me so much if you would have some tea. Well, well, that's, well, all right then. You never um, say, hey, yeah, I'd love some. You have to like demure, demure. Uh, it's it's a, a thing, it's a back and forth that's a politeness, politeness that you must, that that is, cons- to just say, oh, I'd love some tea. Ooh, that's rude. Well, you know, well, why not jump on it? In In that case... Would you like to join me for this last sip of tea? Oh no, I d- no, it's all right. Well, it's all right. I, I I only have one last sip, and I must take it. I I'd, um, I'd, I'd really appreciate taking no, it. No, let's um, 
No, I don't. That's too much trouble for you. You take your tea when you want. Oh, but it would be my honor for you to have this sip with me mutually. Not the same sip, but first well, to I sip do have a lot left together. to drink. All right. Bit. Okay. All right. I'd, I'd, I'd be happy to. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you Yay, so thanks, much. Thanks, Happy St. Patrick's Day. Thanks, Tina. <laughs>